Hello, and welcome to Animal Wise, the podcast that adds a little animal wisdom to your world. I'm Lauren McCall, podcaster, author, teacher, and founder of the Lauren McCall Animal Communication Academy. And I'm Bertha Eddington, also podcaster, digital marketing professional, and animal lover. And this <laughs> is our final broadcast of our second season. Woohoo! We rock! Wow! <laughs> I know, right? And yep. it feels like time just flew by. I don't, I don't know. Wow. It's a rarity into, into uh, April already of this year. It's crazy. Yep. Um, and we want to let, ask you, our listeners, if you have any requests, for topics for the next season, please visit our Facebook page, which is Animal Wise Podcast, and let us know. Now, for today, in this episode, we will be talking about a subject that many of us are very familiar with, that with, mm -hmm. and that is who is walking whom, or also known as why do dogs pull on the leash? <laughs> I know that my beloved white shepherd mix pulled, and while I was generally more amused than anything else by mm. it, he was really big and strong, and it could be overwhelming. Um, so, Lauren, I'm hoping you can shed some light on this behavior. Well, I'll do my best. <laughs> uh, as with all animal behavior, there's always an underlying reason as to why animals do something. It's not just random. And of course, uh, animals are individuals, and the reasons often differ between different animals. As a Tellington T-Touch practitioner, I've helped countless people with pulley dogs, uh, <laughs> and as an animal communicator, too. But what I'd really like to focus on today is the perspective that two dogs have as to why they pull. Hmm. Well, since I literally have been pulled to my knees, not kidding, by my puppy buddy pulling on the leash, I am very eager to hear about why and what might be done about it. Well, let's be honest. It's a, it's a pretty common um, issue that people have with their animal pals. And uh, I can certainly shed some light on the why. Um, as for what can be done about it, that tends to be more, at least in animal communication terms, um, a bit more of a negotiation and then the addition of uh, positive training. So I just want to be clear with our listeners that with animal communication, I usually can't change an animal's behavior just by talking to them, hmm. especially if it's a habitual behavior. And things like leash pulling become habitual and are therefore unconscious very quickly. Um, I would ask our listeners to think about how hard it is for them to change an unwanted behavior. Mm, you know, I mean, yeah, well, yeah. first you have to recognize that you're doing it. Then you've got to figure out a strategy for not doing it or doing something else in its place. Mm -hmm. Then you have to remember the strategy and then have the awareness to stop the behavior and use the strategy Anyway, you can see this is complicated. Yeah. But let's go ahead and get some insight into the why of pulling behavior. Uh, this is a communication that I did with our own dear dog, Allie, who came from the streets of Mexico when she was a few months old. And uh, mm -hmm, yeah, she, she can be a puller. <laughs> so I asked Allie. 
<laughs> She's a cutie, though. I know. So I asked her, I said, why do you pull on the leash? Allie said, well, when we walk, I follow my nose a lot. I catch a sniff of something and then move to follow it. I don't think about it. I said, well, that makes sense. But you end up trying to pull me to get to the smell. Allie said, well, how else do you know where I want to go if I don't pull you there? <laughs> I said, well, I'm really happy to let you follow smells, but we can walk over to the smells calmly without your dragging me along. And that is why I stop sometimes. I am waiting for you to be more polite before we move off again. Allie said, yes, that stopping is frustrating. I said, well, I guess we are both a bit frustrated then. Your pulling is hard on my body. Allie said, really? Huh, it's not hard on mine. <laughs> I said, well, you have a low center of gravity. You're lower to the ground. So you have good leverage with which to pull. Aside from that, Allie, you're a lot younger than I am. Mm. Allie said, so what am I supposed to do again? I said, well, if you want to smell something or you see something that you want to investigate, then walk over towards whatever it is without dashing off and yanking me. See, I enjoy our walks together, but there are some days when we have to keep stopping so that I can help you to move off in balance again. Allie said, what does balance have to do with it? I said, well, you know, when you're leaning forward pulling, you are physically and mentally out of balance leaning forward. She said, so? <laughs> I said, so that's the pulling part. The walking nicely part is when you are upright over your four feet with your weight roughly equally distributed. She said, oh, yes, I am getting better at that. I said, oh, I agree. And I acknowledge that the walk is mostly for you. But you see, I want to enjoy it too, and our time together. So when you pull, I'm going to stop until you can calmly walk on. She said, but I'm not thinking when I see or smell something. I said, yeah, that part is obvious to me. <laughs> she said, oh. I said, think more, pull less. Allie said, interesting. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> what a fun conversation. Mm -hmm. She's a cutie. <laughs> yeah, sweet and lighthearted. And, you know, I, I get it. I can see how hard it would be to keep from pulling when you get excited to see or smell something. Um, and also that communication says to me that the human companion needs to be really conscious of the dog's desires to explore as well, rather than just walking on. Mm hmm. Yes. And I feel strongly that the walk is just as much for the dog as it is for you. So it's important that they be allowed to sniff and explore. Sniffing provides great mental stimulation for your dog. Now, I mean, everyone knows that dogs have a much greater olfactory capacity than humans. But did you know, and this is my little cocktail party fact here, <laughs> 
Did you know that up to 40% more of their brain volume is dedicated to analyzing scents than human brains? So while you are counting steps on your walk, your dog may be counting smells. It makes them happy. And aside from that, it does take two to pull on the leash. <laughs> yes, I, I remember when I got my beautiful puppy, I read a lot of books about dogs. And one line that I have never forgotten is that when dogs stop to sniff around, it's like reading the newspaper for them. It's, it's, a, mm -hmm. it's a way of communication. And, you know, I, I think about I want to I think about it and we wouldn't hesitate to have respect for another human's desire to step away and look at something. And that's what I always try to keep in mind when I walk a dog or am with friends who are walking their dogs, too. Oh, sure. That's very true. And then there are those dogs who really think it's all about them. <laughs> it should be a mutual thing. <laughs> and that sounds very much like some humans I know. Um, <laughs> can, you, can you share your example of this process with us, Lauren? Uh, well, um, listeners may remember that we heard from a Labrador, uh, my sister's dog, Billie Jean, uh, earlier in the season. And Billie Jean and Allie are actually friends. So I thought it would be fun to uh, talk, you know, have uh, share their, both of their thoughts uh, on, the, on the pulling. Uh, Billie Jean is a young Labrador retriever, and uh, I talked to her about leash pulling. She can pull like crazy. Though she's certainly getting better. So I said to Billie Jean, I wanted to talk to you about why you pull on the leash. Billie Jean replied, well, obviously to get where I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh-huh. But do you know that that makes walking you not very pleasant? You're very strong. Billie Jean said, well, I figure the walks are for me. So I go where I want, mostly. And dogs don't walk at an even pace. Why do people insist on that? You just walk without sniffing or looking up or down or around. You ignore so much around you. For us, what we encounter on our walks is the best part, to explore and take in what is in the environment. I said, well, I, I do understand what you're saying. Sometimes people forget that the walks are for the dog as much as for them. But you see, we people figure that if we keep moving, we all get more exercise. Billie Jean said, what? That's the goal? To move for the sake of moving? I said, well, um, for example, you have a lot of energy. We need to help you burn that off so you don't go nuts in the house. That's also why your mom throws the ball in the park for you. Billie Jean said, is that so? I thought it was for fun. <laughs> I said, well, sure. That's a big part of it. I said, do you think that you can exercise enough self-control to stop pulling? Billie Jean said, oh, I doubt it. It's just <laughs> how I move. When I walk, I'm thinking about what I smell and what I see, what the ground feels like under my paws. I give no thought at all as to how I am moving. 
I said, yes, that is obvious. But it would be much better for your mom if you would listen to her when she asks you to slow down. Billie Jean replied, I'm not sure I can do that. I said, well, um, I know it would be very different for you, and I'd like you to try. It's actually really important. Billie Jean said, yeah, okay, I'll try. I mean, I'll, I'll try to think about it, I mean. <laughs> I said, I see. Okay, thanks. <laughs> so there you have it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can. Re- it sounds like a little kid wanting their way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I could see that, you know, I, I, as I said earlier, we would respect another human who wanted to stop and look at something else. And, you know, but then humans aren't on leashes, so they don't need cooperation to do what they want to do. Oh, well, that's true. Uh, and as I mentioned at the outset of the episode, leash pulling dogs need more than just a talking to. They and their people need positive training to learn what to do at both ends of the leash, and frankly, effective equipment like a good harness, for example. Mm -hmm. But isn't it interesting to hear the dog's perspectives and priorities for the walk? You know, we've just heard from two dogs today, but almost all dogs that I have spoken with about going for walks, they, you know, they talk about sniffing. And like very few actually talk about exercise. Mm. So as humans, we know that using our brains to work or study hard can be even more tiring than doing moderate physical activity. This is even more the case with dogs. Hmm. That's fascinating. Thank you so much for sharing those insights. Yeah, it's been fun. And as we draw our season two to a close, We hope that our listeners have gained some insights into the fascinating and complex world of animals. Uh, Bertha and I have certainly had a wonderful time sharing these communications and topics with you. Absolutely, absolutely. And even though we're taking a bit of a hiatus before coming back with season three, we have available for your listening pleasure 20 full episodes. So if you haven't heard them all, please go back and explore. You can cherry pick the ones that sound interesting to you. Um, We really appreciate your support and thank you for listening to Animal Wise. Please do remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform from Apple to Google to Spotify and just about everywhere else, including Amazon, Audible.com and so on. Also, as mentioned earlier, we would love to hear for you from you, sorry, about ideas. Wow, good thing it's our last one about <laughs> ideas for new topics or about how you feel about the show in general. It's a labor of love, and we'll be back spreading the love again with you in Season 3. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye for now. Bye.